Welcome into another podcast episode of the 465. I'm your host, Giuliano. This is Inside the 465. I am not alone today. I have my friend with me. His name is Dr. Jason LePage. Jason, welcome to the show. Gee, thanks for having me, buddy. It's really it's really such a nice to have you here. I know um, uh, we've been trying to put this together now for you know quite a few hours, and uh, it's finally happy to have it, have, it, have it happen, you know? Yeah, I'm pumped. I uh, I just fired up my espresso, so I got a nice uh, nice warm drink in a 56 degree house that I'm shivering my ass off in. So we're uh, we're ready to do this. 60 degrees espresso, caffeine on the rise. All right, let's do it here in the 465. What is going on, guys? Welcome into the 465 podcast. Uh, we are inside the 465 again. You already heard his voice. You already heard his introduction. I'm here today with Dr. Jason LePage. Jay, how are we actually doing? What's up, buddy? We're doing good. We're doing good. It's really, really a pleasure to have you here. I do want to start this episode like I've been starting, you know, the previous one episode. I want to see kind of how quarantine's going for you, what the life is like, what a day in the life of Jay LePage looks like right now, and kind of, you know... Uh, what, what's the what's the outlook at post quarantine? Um, yeah, that's a good, good question. I feel like my quarantine is probably the most atypical right now because I'm still working in person. Um, so, you know, I'm working like part time, so a little bit of a little bit of telehealth, which is cool. So I do get to be behind the screen for a little bit, but I'm still like treating patients like two and three days a week. So it doesn't really feel too much different. <laughs> um, you know, it feels different when you go to a grocery store, when you go to a liquor store. Believe it or not, have been going to the liquor store quite a bit. So. You know, everybody's just kind of like masked up and staying away. So, <clears throat> you know, a little, little weird. I mean, we started off a little weird, too. Um, so we kind of went into that first week of quarantine and, and your boy was single for that first week. So that was that was kind of how we started it. So it all started there. It ended up to uh, last night. You sent us that uh, some one of the weirdest snapchats we've ever seen and it looked like you were on hinge and there was someone there who was uh just selling their self for what they can do to you what kind of kind of uh what kind of process is that like uh what, what does your mindset go when you see a female like that already kind of showing you what she can do for you yeah, I, mean, I was just i was just like i don't even know what to say there me and brown i just pulled it up and we just started fucking laughing because i was like jesus like this is a fucking thing um, but she was fucking beat. Like, I don't know. I, I don't know how much of the video I actually sent you guys, but she was beat, 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 beat. Um, but yeah. So the real question is, did you swipe right on her or not? Uh, no. Well, so actually 
actually, I, I don't know who's who's playing with these apps. They're all pretty new to me. I've just been fucking around with them. But I guess on, on Hinge, so that's the one I was on, you don't actually swipe left and right. You, like, have your profile, and you can, like, like their picture. There's, like, questions you can like their answers to. So it's more about, like, if you send a like, then they can, like, request to talk to you after. It, it, I don't know. It's kind of weird. Um, it's not like Tinder where it's just, like, hey, fuck around left, right. But um, the funniest Tinder line I've seen so far was, or the profile, whatever, says, I have a good head on my shoulders and in your lap. If she wasn't 19, I would have swiped right. Oh man, what the, the creative process going into it? What what is a what is a Jayla Page profile look like? So Brown's been trying to get a scoop at that all week, and I haven't let him. Um, but the, I think the best picture is the one I have on there. That's uh, the where Uncle Ned's kids. That uh, that one had to make the cut because it was the one of six pictures I had that was appropriate on my phone to upload. So. So, uh, what, what's like the average age of your pictures on there? If the Uncle Ned's kids are there, that's looking like five years ago. Where's uh, where's kind of the line drawn on how far oh. back you can go? Well, that's the oldest one. The rest of them are like all pretty recent. So, and so, um, let's just have an update here. How many matches to date? Oh, right now? Yes, sir. Um, I mean, let me find out. I think probably like eight or nine. Nothing crazy, but plan is kind of just uh try and just match up as many people without actually like talking to that many people right now because mm-hmm. i'm not trying to fucking text like 15 people for however fucking long this quarantine's gonna last and then just let it rip once it's like oh hey you can like go out and go to the bars again and then just phew, see what happens so the keeping the volume low to keep your prior to keep uh not priorities what's the word i'm looking for obligations low not not a, mm, I, don't, I don't know where i'm going with this all right well uh we, Basically, we're trying to get as much ammo in the tank, so when we can pull the trigger, it, it's a, it, you know, it's a better spray, so to speak. <laughs> right? I, I don't know. I don't fucking that, do that the whole gun thing. Putting the bullets in the chamber, and you're ready to shoot when it's time to shoot. I feel yeah. You. Yeah. Cut exactly. And you're ready to go. Yeah. Damn. Exactly. So is is Hinge the only thing we're we're on these days, or is there other apps, or are you just trying to keep it all all centralized? No, I did a little Hinge, a little Bumble. It's kind of funny when you see all the same thotties on all these apps, though, and I'm like, oh, Jesus. Um, how many people have you seen that you know already? Uh, oh, man. How many people have I seen that I know? And, I and, if, like, and if there's anybody fun that you can mention on here. Um, so I've seen two of my coworkers. Um, I've seen a bunch of people that I used to work with in Res Life, like at Quinnipiac. Um, I haven't come across anybody like we actually went to school with, you know, like that was like in our grade or like mm-hmm. whatever. Um, but definitely, definitely a handful of people that I'm like, oh man, I, I actually know you. I need to skip here. Um, so how does it work when you work with them? Do they know, or do you block them, or do they know that you're on there? Do you, do you guys give each other a look they, when you see each other at work? They might have seen me, so uh, if they did, then then great. But you know, or they're, or they're salty that they know you didn't you didn't match with or like them. Maybe I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's been a you know been a been a new experience i think uh i think it's gonna be fun once we can open this back up and we can kind of go out and rage you know so what is uh what is going out and rage look in your head what uh what's your ideals i know we, we kind of briefly talked about it in the beginning like your ideal scenario for um be, being a single man in this world uh what, what does that ideal scenario look like for you 
Like, I don't who, know. Who, who, who would be your dream team of wingmen around? I, I know oh. we had this discussion earlier. That's why I'm trying to lead into it. Yeah, and see, I think the crazy part is, like, most of the boys are already wifed up, and I'm like, oh, shit, like, all right, whatever. It'll still be fine. Um, man, dream team right now is if Kando was riding single. I feel like you definitely want to have Kanif ripping in there. Um, man. I feel like just everyone, though. Yeah, I feel like uh, if if that was the case, that would have to that would be best case scenario. But what uh, I I have to wonder, um, I, I'm bringing up in this podcast episode because a lot of things Paul's been saying recently has made me think maybe he's also. Yeah, Paul. Talking, Paul. I don't could, know. I've been Paul getting might vibes. be a late round sleeper. I don't know. I mean, I'm gonna have to see what Paul's doing. I don't know. Uh, you know, I think from that conversation we had in that group chat, I mean, me and Paul, I think, have slightly different tastes in women, so we, we don't have to, we won't be chasing the same girls, so I was like, damn, this, if Paul's around, like, that could be a fucking power move. Spending some time with Paul, I can tell, I can tell you that you, you guys will definitely be chasing the same women, except he won't be getting any of them. <laughs> That's for you, Paul. Um, oh shit! Damn. Well, quarantine started with you on on a Bumble escapade. Uh, we'll see where it goes. Yeah. Um, I do want to yeah. ask you questions because we've been seeing a uh, uh, an influx of Instagram stories from you s- since the quarantine started. Is that a direct oh, yeah. correlation of your your relationship status, or is that a direct correlation of you being bored in quarantine, or a little that- bit of both? direct direct uh of of board and quarantine um when it first started i was only working three days a week so i had like a nice three-day weekend and then i worked one day and then i had another day off so the first i was literally fucking bored as shit um you know i think knowing me maybe some of that's the 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 not in a relationship anymore but uh i'm i'm gonna say definitely quarantine because i'm not just like fucking i'm thumbing around a couple days a week but um I've just been really enjoying the gram. I feel like I have in uh, Texas is reopening. You catch this? 11 minutes ago, Texas will begin reopening the economy next week. Oh, shit. Um, yeah, that's good. good so, I mean, we could talk about that, too. Um, but, yeah. Definitely, uh, every time, I, like, look at it. Like, titties right here. Like, fucking Linarita. What are you? Look, I'm putting in the group. Like, let's. Ben probably is like, yo, can you fucking stop? I, I feel like Ben is probably the one who's just like, dude, stop sending this shit. Um. <laughs> But yeah, dude, a lot of a lot of titties, a lot of this. I feel like everybody's just gonna be like horned up after this, and it's just gonna be try and go on a little ripper, you know? Yeah, I just um, I think the world is is prime. I feel like everybody got that taste of like, you know, when you have the option to go out versus like you literally just can't go out. I feel like it just obviously hits differently, and it makes you yeah. appreciate it a little more and be for a little sure. grateful, a little more grateful for the times we do have. Yeah, but um, yeah, I think. Uh, especially me like not going out a lot i'm like all right so some of these nights aren't really too different for me like i just kind of fuck around i'll chill with brown like whatever but now i'm like all right shit like it kind of gives that you don't get these nights back like you kind of got a whole new meaning to that and i'm like shit because now now it's like that's the thing you you want to either stay home and sleep but if you are forced to stay home and sleep like that's fucking beat yeah it's um Especially like when sleep becomes like the only, like what are you gonna do right now? Huh? I might as well just go to bed because I might as well jerk off and go to bed. 
that's really it but the, the reason i did bring up the instagram stories and you actually brought up brown so it was a perfect transition is um i wanted to transition to this obviously last night jason lepage's instagram story if you don't follow him make sure you do everyone follows you i just wanted to sound like i was official podcast um <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we did I mean, see we, 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 we did we did see the uh, the wine in the chessboard last night laid out for you and Brown. So we got to ask who is uh, the better chess player of the two? And uh, I'm putting the over under of chess players in this group at two and a half, knowing what I know. So what, what is kind of like uh, were you experienced chess player? Was you playing a lot of like have you played a lot of chess in the past? And if you haven't, like well, how, where do you kind of start that off? Where do you kind of start to understand the game? And really progress yourself towards being a better player. Yeah. Um, so I played a decent amount of chess as a kid. My dad always liked chess, so we, we played like chess with my dad. I played with my brother, so we always had some fun. It was always a game I kind of liked. It's you know, there's a there's a decent amount of strategy there. It's also very uh, you know, me and Brown was talking about. It's like a geometric board. Things are supposed to do certain things, but then there's layers. So you got to be, you know, you got to be paying attention to three and four and five different things. Um, so I feel like it kind of helps keep the brain sharp. Um, but you know, in terms of like picking it up, we were kind of just bored and we started fucking around on a chess app one day. And, and then right before the quarantine started, Brown was like, yo, let's go to target and get a board. And I was like, yeah, fuck yeah. Um, as far as us, I, I like to think we're probably evenly matched. Maybe Brown's a little bit better. He's been kind of shitting on me lately. A couple mm -hmm. of, a couple of weird wins out, but, um, you know, we definitely go back and forth. Um, he's got one game, the one we played last night, he just absolutely opened my butthole and, and went in and he's just every time we walk by he goes oh look at this fucking shit pump or whatever the fuck he says so um <laughs> definitely uh definitely looking to get some vengeance but if anybody wants to play um oh i got a good story about this too anybody wants to play you can hit me or brown up we got the chess app we'll send it to you um i matched a girl on hinge and she was like oh yeah i play chess and i'm like all right does this girl actually play chess or she just want to get fucked <laughs> um, so I sent her the game and I beat her in three moves. So I think we know the answer there. And I have a screenshot. So if anybody wants to uh, see, it's hilarious. Definitely gotta send that screenshot when we when we post this podcast because yeah. that, that's hysterical. I was just like, damn. Uh, so I don't not to go completely back, but does your profile say I like chess? No, how, no. How does it come up? Are you just it's just like oh, it's just like I don't chess? know. It, yeah, it like came up, you know, hey, what's up? Like, da da da. Like, eh, everyone's fucking talking about quarantine. I'm like, fuck of course. quarantine. A um, lot of fucking Yale New Haven hospital nurses on there, though. So I don't know what's, I don't know if well, maybe you or Tiff want to weigh in on that or like what the dating scene for nurses is like. Mm -hmm. But the, the populate, the volume of nurses I've seen on there is, is through the roof. So I don't know. Any input there, G? I, from what I understand, it's a very uh, it's a very single scene because of a hectic schedule. So that means they want to uh, usually looking for one thing and one thing only. But uh, it's not necessarily a bad thing. I feel bad because I didn't ask this question in the beginning, and I feel like it should have started with this. What what is your go to line when you open these conversations? Um, I don't really have one. I usually invite the female to start the conversation because that's how, like how Hinge kind of works. So it's dope. Oh, so I don't. I, so it's classic me. I don't have to actually do anything. <laughs> that's funny. See, I don't. I don't even know how most of these things work. Um, yeah, but it was. A, it was a learning curve. That's for sure. Brown's still looking to get at my profile. So <laughs> you should. You should let him. You should let him just rage on it one day. Let him see what he can pull. Maybe. It's not a bad. Or, or post his picture. See if you get any less matches. <laughs> yeah, I'll create a burner account with Brown. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. 
continuing in the quarant the Jayla Page quarantine, I've seen a lot of Harry Potter going on. And, um, oh, and from yeah. what I understand, oh. you're a huge Harry oh. Potter guy. You watch the movies all the time, and now you're rereading the books. No, reading, reading, oh. not rereading. Oh, you haven't read you haven't you haven't read them previously, or you just you just been the movie guy? Correct. I've been the movie guy, so this was a gotcha. big step for me. Um, and needless to say, I think everybody was was pretty right where they were like, yeah, the books blow the movies out of the water. And they fucking do. It's unbelievable. Of course. So, um, have how many books have you read it to this point? Four. If you had to rank them, um, I guess you use the name and the number because I'm not sure. The only one I know for, for a fact is the first one is a Sorcerer's Stone. So, wh- yeah. how would you power rank those? Um, so I would actually power rank them in reverse order: uh, four, three, two, one. So Goblet of Fire. So uh, they're getting they're getting better as they go. Correct. They're getting better as they go. The first one was uh, the movie to a T. Um, there was really absolutely nothing different from the first movie in the first book, believe it or not. Hmm. Um, so just so you can get a visual here, everyone's going to be like, yeah, probably they're going to fast forward to this part. I know <laughs> for sure, but I don't give a shit. Um, so the first book's about 200 pages. So the movie's about two hours and 10 minutes, I think. So you're right. You can kind of compare that. So 200 pages, two hours. They pretty much had everything second book is like 230 pages so there's like a few things that are kind of missing but again the plot line is pretty much exactly the same mm-hmm. third book hits 430 some odd pages so you're in the third book and you're like oh fuck like all right the plot line's there but they took this out they rearranged this they took this part from the beginning put it in the end this part at the end they put it at the beginning and then the fourth book, 740 pages, they just, they just oh, fucking Jesus. blew the gaskets off. The, the movie is terrible in comparison to the fourth book. Yeah, of course. Um, wow. Yeah, like literally terrible because there's so many things that are left out. Um, and then there's so many things they didn't dive into enough that you're like, you watch the movie and you're like, all right, I, I get what's going on there, but I clearly know I'm missing something. And then you read the books and you're like, yo, oh my goodness. So... Welcome Pretty. back to everyone who just fast forwarded, <laughs> by the way, too. Welcome, welcome back into the 465 podcast. Uh, <laughs> super interesting, though, the correlate. I, no, I, honestly, uh, I, maybe because I don't read books, but it's crazy to think about, like, the correlation between how long the actual book is versus the movie, and if, the, if that makes a big difference. Clearly, it does. Um, so um, one of the other things I wanted to talk about with you is um, we had this discussion in the group. Well, not really a discussion in the group chat the other day, but obviously we put out the first podcast on uh, Thursday, Friday, whatever. Yeah, day it was really good, by the way. Whatever. Both of you guys did a good job. So well, thank you. I, uh, I'm sure Artie appreciates that as, as well. Um, but one of the things that came up was the fantasy football goat and how we made uh, there was an argument made there basically shellacking BJ for not being the goat even though he won three championships and you weren't shy in, in chiming in on that. Oh, I hopped uh, right. So if you in wanted, to, if you wanted to um, kind of make your stance on it, uh, why BJ is not your goat, and then you know even who if he's not, who is? Um. So, I mean, I definitely kind of agreed with Artie there. Obviously, one, because BJ's beat. Um, and it's a good point. He, he had that early age. Like, literally, that's just something I never even considered. And any opportunity to kind of jump on BJ not being the GOAT is fantastic. Um, I mean, who's actually the fantasy GOAT? Come on, nobody's the fucking fantasy GOAT. It's a total crapshoot every time. Um, right? Yeah, no, Absolutely. But I just because you know even BJ sent the Michael Jordan gift right away. 
No, Beach is not the goat. There is no goat. The He's goat is the fact. The goat is the fact that we do it. That's the goat. True. True. So, BJ, you could say whatever the fuck you want. I don't care. You're not the fucking goat. So, BJ is not the goat. Um, let's talk about Artie for a little bit. Okay, let's talk about him. That, can we just talk about that podcast and like yeah, I know you guys kind of talked about it, but he's about to be like a dad and he's about to have a kid and like what the crazy fuck? right? I'm t- I'm telling you, he texted me. I think it was last month, and he was like, "Dude, when are we doing a draft? Like, the earlier the better." And he wouldn't like tell me why at first, and I was just like, "All right, but like why?" I was like, "I can't do it that early." He's like, "We already kind of yeah. do it early as it is." He's like, "Well, I'm having a kid," and I was just like, <laughs> Damn, "Well, you should have led with that, buddy." Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. It's I'm just like, uh, congrats on the sex. Yeah, Seriously. no, I, I think that was the thing too. Is I feel like we're kind of getting to the age where it's like everyone's starting to settle into their their thing. Everyone's just kind of doing their own thing, and it's like I'm super pumped for Artie. Uh, I want nothing to do with having a kid in probably like the next seven or eight years. Um, mm-hmm. But that's just me. That's kind of like where I'm at, and I I kind of you kind of can appreciate that all of us are just kind of at different places right <laughs> now, um, which you know it's kind of cool so it's like i'm happy for whoever's doing what they're doing so everyone kind of settles into their thing um but it's just crazy because Artie was like the most immature one out of all of us <laughs> are you well, fucking me well that, that's my thing and i brought it up in the last podcast <laughs> and you can you can expand on it but like the, the guy we see wagner <laughs> yeah. wagner we're playing wagner this week already no one fucking cares wagner's like some shit ass school in new york or pennsylvania who the fuck cares <laughs> and that kid's about to be a dad and how, yeah. how mind-blowing is that uh, one of the one of the things so I was actually listening to that podcast on the way to work. It is mind blowing, by the way. Um, but when he was kind of saying, you asked him if you want a boy or a girl, mm-hmm. and I was just like, shit, because like, we, we, then he said he's got two younger brothers, and then I was like, all right, Jim's in the same boat. I'm in the same boat. Yeah, I was wow. like, I was like, I would obviously want a boy too, because I would just kind of know what to expect around the house. Like I didn't even think about that, and then he was talking about that. I was like. He was like, yeah, when you have a girl and she's like 13 and she starts ripping you out, I'd be like, what Like, what the fuck do you do here? Yeah, see, I, I, obviously I'm one or two and the other one's a sister. Um, but the only thing I, I could say is I, the only reason I can't relate as much as I think I could is because we grew up, obviously we're twins, so it's uh, yeah. we grew up at the same time. So like, I was so focused on my life, I wasn't necessarily paying attention to what she was doing. Yeah. As opposed, so, so like, I feel like having a younger brother, you, you can kind of look back and be like, Wow, I, I I didn't get away with stuff like that. Like I didn't like if I acted like that, I would have got my ass yeah. kicked. I didn't have that type mm-hmm. of experience, you know. Yeah, because it was kind of happening at the same time for you. Yeah. So um, hmm. that, that's funny. Wow, you yeah. Well, and I could say uh, no, because even like my aunt obviously has the three boys. That's just a crazy. Yeah. Maybe you're, maybe you're bound to have girls. All three I know, I'm gonna have three girls. I already know it. It just feel like it has to come back around at some point, right? It's gonna come full circle. I'm gonna have one, and then I'm gonna try and have another one. It's gonna be twins, so I'm calling Ooh. that one now. Twins Ooh. do run in my family, um, and my mom was I like my mom was heartbroken that she didn't have a daughter. So I was oh, like, all right, yeah, it's yeah. all gonna it's all gonna come full circle one day. So let's push that off as soon as we can, yeah, or as long as we can. Damn. If um, so, if but you you say you think you're gonna have growth because it's kind of full circle. But if if you had the choice. If you if you only had one, I know it's obviously a, oh, it's all hypothetical. But since this turned into a, a Podfather's podcast, um, boy or girl? Podfather, yeah, boy for sure. Boy for sure. Yeah, that's that's my and I I, I know I said it last podcast too. Just spend those spend that twenty minutes on TikTok and look at all the girls on there. You'd be like, nope, I'm good. 
Yeah, right. And it's like you want to have those father son moments, like sports and fucking teaching your kid how to play sports and going. To, like that was like that was a huge. I feel like that was a huge part of growing up. Whether mm-hmm. it was like you're playing, whether you're fucking around outside, whether you're watching sports on TV. Like I feel like that's kind of huge. So. Yeah, and I feel like because like my sister growing up, she like for a while she was like doing dancing and recitals. Like I can't fucking relate to that, and I definitely don't want to sit through that shit again. Yeah, like you're gonna be sitting there scoping around. You're gonna be like, all right, which one of these dads has two brothers and has no idea what the fuck's going on right now? And you're just like, be like, that's that's my boy, Target Choir. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. All right. Well, congratulations, Artie. I've given him full permission Artie. to name him uh, Juliano or Juliana, and I keep calling them every time I refer to him having a kid. I keep recalling them Juliano. Um, just to put it out there in the universe. So if he, yeah, you know, subconsciously names his kid Juliano. I think no he's going to name his kid, like, it's going to be a girl, and he's going to name it, like, Ariel or something. Yeah, he's going to pick the whitest name possible. I mean, it's literally, his wife's name is Gabby, so it's Arthur and Gabby. Like, it doesn't get too much whiter than that. Yeah. So here comes, um, like, Amanda or Bill. Amanda, Bill, John. Bill Lane. John Lane. Wow, John Lane. Um, Artie, John Lane has a ring to it. About two. Two Lane. <laughs> <laughs> Too late. Oh, you heard man. it here first, already. He actually, he, he might do that just because of his love of college sports. That's funny as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> uh, too late. Dreary. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, wow. Um, fast. Fast lane. Uh, switching <laughs> lanes. Yeah, you know, switch. Switch. Hey, come here, switch. <laughs> Damn. Well, when Damn. that day comes, already, oh, we're gonna be we're gonna be happy as fuck for you. Can't wait yeah. to. Uh, yeah. God, I hope it doesn't look like you. That's all I gotta say. Um, it's going to. Oh, yeah, well, if, well, we gotta go back to our old logic. So, if it's a boy, it's gonna look like Gabby, right? Because it's if is that how? What, I'm not sure if that's it? how like really works, but like I look more like my mom than my dad. No, I'm talking about like with the dad's beat. So if he has a daughter, he's fucked because that means his daughter's gonna be hot. Because if the dad's beat, the daughter's a smoke. Oh no! I already don't have a daughter. Don't have a daughter already. If you do, you're toast. The logic makes way too much sense there, already. Don't do it. Dad's beat, daughter's a smoke. Dad's a smoke, daughter's beat. Fuck. Yep. Don't do it, already. Um. All right. So, what else we uh? Let's see what else we want to talk about here. What else we want to talk about? What do we want to talk about? Uh, what's what's Tiff been up to? Give us the give us the inside scoop on the uh on Yale New Haven Hospital. Uh, well, she's currently in Waterbury, so it's not... Waterbury, New Haven Hospital. <laughs> she's currently in Waterbury. Uh, the COVID response has been... Hasn't been awful there. Unfortunately, she's had... Um, so she she's in labor and delivery now, so she delivers babies all the time. And uh, So mothers have come in who have been tested positive for COVID. So she has been, you know, exposed to it. She has been around it. It is at the point now where it doesn't look like it's going to happen, but, you know, even going in, because everything kind of... Uh, I hate to say it sounds like it's calming down because no one actually knows, but because of uh, everything kind of seems to be settling down a little bit, it's not as, um, like, they have certain protocols in place and they have to do that, but, like, there was a while there where it was like, all right, well, you know, if this gets worse, she's got to go to the emergency room and, like, really work on those patients, and it looks like that's yeah. not going to be the case, yeah. which is which is good. Um, but it, it, was, it was definitely... Uh, it was a weird experience because it was like fuck well i don't want to i don't want to be exposed to it i'm like already stuck in this house like god forbid anything like but at the same time it was just yeah. like well 
if she if she does if she does get exposed to it i get exposed to it and just like and like i know i've said this to you a million times it's fine it comes here stays here and it ends here and that's yeah that's the only thing you can do but it was definitely yeah, like I mean, a, a scary experience yeah i think uh i mean i mean like the fear i think was definitely pretty real like uh, a couple weeks ago i think mm-hmm. there's like, anyone who's saying that they weren't like mildly afraid or scared or whatever is, is fucking lying um but I think now that it's kind of like settled and we're all kind of settled in, it's like, right. I think that the likelihood that we've all probably either already been exposed or yep. like will be exposed and have no problem. I think it's still pretty high. Yes. Um, but dude, I, I'm just, con- I'm actually like pretty sure we've probably all already been exposed to this. So I think they're probably going to be a little fucking uh, scared to roll out this antibody test because it's already been out and they're not really talking about it. Because <laughs> I think they're just going to fucking swab everybody or everybody who wants to get swabbed and be like, oh, you already have the, the IgG and the IgM, so it looks like you've already been exposed. So, yeah, it's, um, <laughs> I don't know. That's my take. Well, I, know, I know they want to do that on healthcare workers too. Tiff was actually talking about that, that they might... Um, test them for antibodies. See if they, you know, yeah. build up antibodies to it. And I think, I mean, I think that's the place to start. Obviously, because those people have been exposed the most. So yeah. Um, and it's like I, I was. I've been saying this all the time at work, and I'm like, I'm two weeks ahead of my fucking managers with all this shit. Because <laughs> before this started going down, I was like, all right, guys. Like, I was like, I, I have somebody who's willing to donate, like, uh, you know, a large number of N95 masks to the hospital. I was like, do you guys want them? This was in the middle of March. They were like, no, we don't need masks. I was like, you guys are fucking idiots. I was oh like, you're obviously going to need masks because this is about to blow up. So, of course, that happened. And then now they're like, oh, my God, you don't have enough masks. I was like, fuck you. Oh, um, I offered to get you boxes of N95 masks, and you guys said no. And oh then, so I was like, all right, when are we going to start testing everybody, and we're going to start seeing who's had it or get these antibody tests so we can safely put people in um, in the acute care portion because if you've already had it, don't have it, and are kind of immune to it, you're not bringing it into these higher risk people. Um, and then, oh yeah, it's like all wishy washy. I'm like, Jesus, like how are you guys not thinking about this shit? I was like, that's just kind of how the medical system needs to, you know, safely go about it when you have these like higher risk people like Gaylord has. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, yeah, it's just, uh, I mean, the, the whole the whole experience has been weird. I don't know if. Uh, <laughs> One, I've never listened to the president speak as much as I have. Um, I love listening during to him this time. Speak, it's so funny. I, I love listening to him speak. People pissed be- off too because he, he does exactly that. He pisses off a lot of people. So like, I, I like hear him say something, and I just like you, when you hear it in context, it's really not as bad as you know how it comes out afterwards. But it's just like yeah. hearing the people rip that little sentence apart, or it's just like if you listen to the whole thing, he was like, I feel like he tries to say nice things, but he just doesn't word them correctly, and people just tear yeah. him apart for it. I think that's the funny part still about working through this is like just getting to get the everyone's take on it whether it's like you know it's my coworkers, it's patients coming in it's like whoever it's like so i just kind of get to like test the test the waters out see what the public thinks just getting everybody through there so it's kind of fun um because di- the opinions are just all over the fucking place um which is kind of funny but at the same time it's kind of just like well it's pretty crazy that this this much nonsense is getting out there too um it's funny. Yeah, sort it's, uh, p- p- I'm not, I mean, I've, I've, I've been outspoken about this before. I'm not super into politics. I don't necessarily yeah, uh, care or, 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 or take sides just because, like, it, it's honestly more exhausting trying to, like, um, yeah. 
yeah, seeing what other like I don't, like I've mentioned it. Uh, I don't remember if I mentioned it on last week's podcast. No, I've, I've definitely talked about it recently to somebody. It might have been you, but it's just like even if you just look under Trump's tweets, it's like people dedicate their days to being the first people to respond to Trump's tweets by saying something super negative and like gaining attraction for it. And I'm just like, you guys have nothing else better to do with your day in your life that you just need to like sit around and wait for him to tweet all day or like it's yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Like people who are crazy into it, I can't, I can't understand it like that. And I'm with you. I, 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 have, I have better things to do in my day than have like Twitter arguments or like have fucking arguments with people at work. It's just like ridiculous. Like, especially patients, dude. They bring that shit in, and especially like just because uh, you know, like the nature of the people we kind of service. It's like a mm-hmm. lot of Medicare, a lot of Medicaid. We're close to New Haven, so you get a lot of like super, super liberal, super anti-Trump yep. people in there. Um, so it's just it's just funny because and, and then I have one lady who is the biggest Trump supporter I've ever met in my life, and it is, and she's like eighty three. And let me tell you, it has been the most entertaining because she'll throw she throws jabs at other patients who are like talking about liberal shit, and I just have to sit there with like a quarter smile on my face and my hands behind my back and like yep, 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 yep you're right. Yeah, that's always the worst one. You can't really even like, yeah. even if you wanted to, like you can't, you can't sit there and like show your political yeah. side in front of everybody. Yeah, it's funny. But um, all right, well, I'm gonna I'm, I'm I'm gonna ask you this question because I asked already the same question. I'm kind of putting you on the spot. We're gonna go back to fantasy football because we are a fantasy football podcast that are oh, roots. Oh yeah, forgot about that actually. Uh, so, um, I think well, I'm gonna ask you a couple questions regarding names that you're quite familiar with, and yep. then um, and then uh, while while we're doing that, I'm gonna ask you your top five who gets drafted uh this year like in, in a certain order yep. so uh, i'm gonna give you a little more time than I already did because i'm telling you now and then i'm gonna uh, um, ask you some questions in the meantime so the first question i'm gonna ask you is the obvious one for anybody that knows jason lepage and his fantasy football history we're gonna start with the one and only todd Gurley going to atlanta what does it look like how's it feel is he someone that you're looking to be involved with going forward i mean i'd be involved with him if you get him in the right spot um, What's your right spot in your head? Where would I feel like? Where would I feel comfortable snagging Gurley? Yeah, like the fourth round, like the three fourth turn. Yeah. If he goes before that, I was like, right, he's probably gonna have. He's probably gonna like regress to the mean in the sense that his season was super beat, um, and he's obviously been a little bit injured. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like you can't draft somebody based off of the season he just had, which. And that's where you kind of get into the debate, all right? So how are you going to draft? Are you going to draft on somebody's last season or are you going to draft on, like, you know, what the potential could be without thinking about the last season? I think that's what makes fantasy fun because I feel like you can't really do one without the other. Um, three, four turn is where I would go with Gurley. Any earlier than that, it's like, eh, it's Gabe can have him. At that point, yeah. Yeah, Gabe can have him. <laughs> Gabe can have him. Gabe might still take him in the first round. Um, all right, so Todd Gurley. But on the flip side of that, another one of your boys, um, Devonta – He's gone from Atlanta. I'm Devonta. actually Googling oh. it now because I don't know if he actually signed with anybody yet. So this question might be a little premature, but. Sounds a little uh, not premature because it didn't come out quick. <laughs> yeah, no, it's uh, no. I meant like he didn't sign yet. Yeah, so he's not on a team right now, but he, oh. is, he is 28 years old. Devonta um, Freeman's 28 years old? Yeah. What the fuck is, like is there a future? Do you think there's a future for him in football? Um, do you no. see him as a starter again? Is he is he a backup going forward? Is uh, and then uh, if he does sign with the team, given any type of any situation, is he someone you look 
to add as a late round flyer maybe going forward I would take a late round flyer on him why not um, he's probably not somebody who's going to see a lot of volume or you know you know, 28 is, you know, you're kind of towards the end of your shelf life at a, as a running back. There's a few exceptions, obviously. You some you see some people, you get, like, the APs of the world and whatever. But, um, I don't know, I feel like running backs, you got to stay young. you got to get that second, third, first, second, third, fourth-year guy, and that's going to be your in their prime. And then other, after that, well, you get the next guy up. Yeah, you got to stay young, got to stay healthy. Just looking at uh, what uh, Google's showing me right now, 2018, 14 attempts. 68 yards, no touchdowns. Obviously, he got hurt. And then 2019, 184 for 656 and two touchdowns. So two really mediocre years for him there. Obviously, that's why he gets cut out of a big contract. Todd Gurley got in. Uh, thoughts and prayers to Devonta Freeman's career because it, it looks like it's over. Yeah, unfortunately, it does, but it's all good. Next guy on my list to ask you about is also still a free agent, but this one I'm a little more confident that he's going to find a team and possibly a starting role. Uh, your boy Cam Newton is now available on the block. There is obviously a vacancy at quarterback at another team that you're quite familiar with. So I'm going to ask you this, Cam Newton, have we seen the end of him? To, and yes. If not, oh, okay. Yes. We've seen the end of him. The injury he had was a pretty nasty injury. Mm-hmm. Um I feel like it wasn't reported super well, just kind of knowing what the what the Liz Frank injury typically is. Um, but that is that is not something you're coming back from super easily. Um, you just got to kind of consider that you and your playing football, it starts from the fucking ground up. So anytime you get a foot injury, I feel like that's just going to kind of fuck your shit up. Again, I'm probably a little bit biased there just because uh, whatever. Um, I, I don't think he's coming back and feel free to use that as a sound bit if he like blows up this year or if he like does something stupid but um i don't know i just don't see it well i'm gonna follow up with that it's gonna be a little bit different question but it has the same type of meaning so obviously based off what you said i'm assuming that's that's why he's had trouble signing to this point but there have been reports that he is interested in the patriots it doesn't mean that the patriots are interested in him but cam newton is joining the interested in joining the patriots is he someone that I mean, obviously, as a Patriots fan, it's a lot more to think about. But it, based off what you just said, do you think the Patriots would even take a chance on him? And if they do, is it more of a wait-and-see type of thing, or do they hand him the keys right away? No, if, if they did, it has to be a wait-and-see kind of thing. You, you can't give him the keys after after that injury, I don't think. Um, I feel like he'd be, like, a fun guy to have around. Obviously, you know, I'm kind of, like, pro-cam. I've had a lot of, of fun with, with Newton on my fantasy team. Um, but it's like if – it's like why? Do, like, all right, Brady's gone. Like, all right, we got to kind of dust the starting settle. Why the fuck would you put a guy in who's hurt or he's like kind of a bomb or just like? I mean, granted, they might put somebody in who's a bomb anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, but at least put somebody in who's a bomb who maybe like hasn't been hurt or could maybe do. I don't know. From that, well, I'm not. I'm not sold on Cam because so of the injury. W- what is your ideal Patriot situation quarterback situation looking like for next year? Mm, Stidham season, kid. Stidham season. You're all in. Yeah. Let's roll out Stidham. Let's see what happens. It's funny. I got a little ping from the the ESPN notification. They were like, oh, the Pats are projected to have the worst year. Uh, They're projected to get no more than 10 wins. Oh, man. I was like, you think, first of all, first of all, I was like, I don't think they're going to get 10 wins. But I was like, how are you going to like, so they're going to have the worst. There's some teams who if they had 10 wins, they'd be fucking like, oh, my God, it's the best season you had. Oh, Browns, 10 wins. Oh, Giants, 10 wins. It's like, what the fucking ESPN, what, what are you guys doing here? But. Well, obviously, it's just a, it's just a new a new it's a new perspective for anybody writing about the Patriots because yeah, 
it's you know eleven and five. I think eleven and five is the worst I've seen them in the last ten yeah. years. Yeah. And that's you know because they're they're always twelve and four, thirteen and three, fourteen and two. Yeah. Sometimes well, sixteen uh, and zero, but those seasons don't always don't always end the way you want them to. Let's Cue the see. sound bit. Thirty-nine seconds left. Yeah, I mean, let's see what happens. A little rebuilding time. It's kind of fun. Um, two kids I work with. One is actually trying to go to the NFL. He's like a linebacker. He's nasty. Mm -hmm. um, he's like from Brantford, I think, or he's from around here somewhere. He's like a perfect candidate for the Pats, just like undrafted, pretty freak athletic defender. Um, Pats could pay him shit, and he would play for like a year, um, which would be pretty cool because he'd be like, yo, I fucking worked with this kid. Dope. And then I work with another kid who's literally Miag. He's about <laughs> the same height, same weight, Asian talks exactly like him he's from Man. boston he loves the celtics loves the Pats. so i'm like yo are you fucking lawrence or like what the fuck's going on here um so it's pretty funny because he's like man we, like, i don't even know how miyag talks about sports but when this kid opens his mouth it sounds exactly like miyag talking about sports <laughs> miyag, so it's the, funny. the only time i the only thing i only know about miyag and i always go back to it is the Red Sox in the 2013 World Series. That's that's the only time Koji, I've seen him be man. a real fan about anything, <laughs> realistically. And that he was he was a diehard for that those two weeks. Koji, man, he's my cousin. Um, I was gonna well, here's my dude. Thing. That and, uh, was that was so funny when we walked into Miyagi watching that Game Seven of the World Series, <laughs> bottom of the ninth, two outs. You're like, you just turned the TV on. What the fuck are you doing? So funny. He literally just turned it on for the end of the game. <laughs> oh man. Well, I'm gonna ask. I'm gonna ask no, this question to every times, Patriots fan I have on here. Um, something I've been thinking about, and I think we saw it last year. Obviously, um, because me and you and Brown spent a lot of time watching football last year, it means we watched a lot of a lot of Pats action. Obviously, you guys are Pats fans, but I feel like I've you watched the team Texans? enough to. <laughs> I feel like I've watched. The Do team you watch more Texans than Giants this year? That's that's actually a fact. Um, that's fact. shout out to the Texans. RIP to my Texans fandom, though. Um, so I, I, I think I don't even think it's that hot of a take. The Patriots got to have a good team. Um, obviously, they're missing some components on offense. You know, maybe one more lineman, uh, a receiver that's actually going to grab the ball instead of just kind of uh, running the slot. Are the Patriots better now that Tom Brady's gone? You mind your manners. Let me tell you something right now, real quick. You mind your manners. You watch your tongue and your blasphemy before you open your mouth. Wow, that's a that's a hot take. I I uh, think I think they have obviously they have the best defense in the league. Their well, running they just game dumped the entire defense. You know, I'm just. I don't I don't think you could say they're better. Um, yeah, yeah, like yeah, it's yeah, premature. exactly. It's premature, definitely. It's pre yeah, like uh, yeah, exactly. Like if they start making the right moves, or like maybe they suck this year and they can grab like one of the the newer dudes coming up. I don't watch college football, so I don't mm -hmm. really know who these guys are. Everyone's yeah. talking about the prospects. Oh, the next year, I don't fucking know that. I'm not gonna pretend like I'm a college football fan. Mm -hmm. um, but you know, if they do shitty this year, maybe they get a little higher pick and they can grab a quarterback next year. Um, so I think yet is your key word there. But I don't, I don't think they're better than last year. Yeah, I, I think I just feel like even that Dolphins game at the end of the year, where he he just looked for the first time watching Brady and how long we've ever been watching Brady, kind of finally just looked old and not as yeah. accurate and not you know. It's, so I don't know. 
I wish him I the best in Tampa, but I, I hot take. I, I think New England's actually going to be better without him. And it might not be this year, but I, and I think yeah. they should have gotten rid of him a couple of years ago. But obviously, that's hard to say because they won the Super Bowl. But and, but I think Jimmy G proved, at least in my opinion, I'll, I'll ride down this take until I die. Jimmy G's not the guy. No. Um, sorry, Paul. Um, I'd actually be interested to get your take on this. I don't think this is like a hot take whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I'm just I'm pretty pumped that Brady went to Tampa. Um, just to kind of settle this debate is like, all right, is he old? Is he beat? Can he not play? Or is he going to ball out now that he's got probably arguably one of the best receiving cores in the NFL mm-hmm. right now, right? Um, um, right. One of, right. You could make oh, a case that that's, God, the, that's the best Evans. squad. Yeah. Yeah. Godwin Evans, OJ Howard, fucking, who, don't they got some other like rando guy that was doing good at the end of the season? Yeah. They got, they, um, uh, yeah, but he's, that was Brashad Perriman, but he, um, uh, sorry, he yeah, signed he, somewhere else. Right. So it's, it's like, Better than that, like if he went to like the Raiders, remember when everyone was talking about going mm-hmm. to the Raiders, you'd be like, all right, that's fucking dumb because now he doesn't have anyone really who's a weapon. Um, so I think it's gonna be fun to see what happens. My, my thing on that is, think, as but. bad as Winston is or was, I think he was built for that system. He can kind of sling it. Yes, yeah. he makes a lot of mistakes. Yes, um, there's sometimes where he probably should just throw it away instead of lobbing up to Blake Griffin. <laughs> but um, Luke I, Kobe, I, I don't think Brady is that that quarterback i don't think he's that gunslinger anymore and i he could come out and sling it i it could be wrong but i just don't i don't think tom brady to tampa was the perfect fit but he has yeah. no excuses because he has everything he needs there Ex- yeah exactly like it's probably not the best fit for his game but it's just all right if you if you can prove that you still got it and you're gonna sling it you have the guys that you can sling it to so exactly. go ahead and sling it or it, look, who, what is he going to do? Hand the ball to fucking Ronald Jones 25 <laughs> times a game? No. For Pendergast's sake, I hope so. Yeah, for Pendergast's sake. Thanks, Greg. <laughs> yeah, I don't. And to be honest with you, I, I've said it uh, pretty much from the beginning. I'd actually love to see Jameis Winston go to New England because I think he's. I was saying that all along. Everyone at work was like, oh, you're an idiot. And I was like, dude, it'd be fun. Keep Go with what you said, but I just got hyped that you said that. No, so. I'm saying, well, all I'm saying is I think Belichick can clean that guy up, and he was already pretty yeah. good as it was. Yeah. That's that's the thing. If anyone would clean him up, it's Belichick. So, I, I would take a flyer on him. I, and I, I mentioned this earlier in the offseason, but I even take a flyer on an Andy Dalton. You don't need to start him. Dalton. I, th- I think he's a he's a good quarterback in a bad system, or a decent enough quarterback in a bad system where it, it, he could work in New England. Keep on your boy's ship. So, <laughs> yeah, you five know years I'm never ago. Gonna let that fucking 2015, 2016 beep. ship beep, 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 go to beep. go to waste, right? Beat. Beep, beep, beep. I'm not mad about that one. No. That's the only one I'm not mad about. Um, yeah, so Brady, Brady to Tampa, Devonta to the free agent market, Todd Gurley to Atlanta. We we talked about it briefly, but I'll, I want to hear your take on it. The, my boy, DeAndre Hopkins to the Cardinals, David Johnson in return. Yeah, what to the were Texans. the Texans doing? I, I was like, what were they, I was just very confused by that whole trade. I was like, it doesn't really make sense why the Texans shipped them for, for shit. Yeah, I don't know what they're doing there. I, I, I guess I'm going to start watching the Cardinals now. I don't. I mean, the Cardinals, yeah, I think, Cardinals have, could have are, an offensive wagon. Yeah, Cardinals are going to be fun to watch. Kyler Murray, DeAndre Hopkins, Christian Kirk, your boy. My um, boy. Larry Fitz, why not? Yeah, that's they're going to be fun to watch. Team. It's a pretty good team. Yeah. Um, so DeAndre Hopkins gone. Let's see anything? What else what happened? Else? Oh wait, I don't know. I don't. I don't know who, if anybody thought it was funny except me. Remember when like Gurley posted? He was like, "Oh, what number should I wear? 
uh, what number should I wear? And then he like posted he's wearing a number, and then the the dude who used to wear it, and mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't remember what his name was, but yep. it was like, nah, you can't wear my number. Yeah, nah, Deion Sanders. Deion, Sa- yeah, that's who yeah. it was. I just thought that was so funny. I was like, yeah, make it, make a fucking fool out of yourself on Instagram, and then. <laughs> yeah, I think. Well, Deion Sanders obviously one of the best players that ever played the game. I just think yeah. um, it, Todd Gurley has the right one because he's Todd Gurley, and two, it, I mean that's that's where he's from. That's the home. He went to University of Georgia. Like it's, it, he can wear whatever number he wants there. In my opinion, yeah. fuck everybody. Else. I, I, I honestly, I, I know I'm just gonna get off track a little bit, but I was thinking about this the other day. I actually hate the fact that teams retire numbers because it just gets to like, especially the Yankees. Even though like it's so historic, it's just like the numbers we're starting to see now are just getting ridiculous because they retired every number. It's yeah. like you, you wear your number when you have it, and when it's when it's over, it's over. Or you put like a limit on it, like. All right, this player can't wear it for X amount of years. Like half right, the guys that the Yankees retired are, uh, you know, rest in peace to them at this point because it's been almost a hundred years. How many how many numbers have the Yankees retired? <laughs> Too many to count. Um, I was gonna say because you probably got. I mean, how many guys are on a baseball team? I don't follow baseball, so I don't really. There's twenty. There's twenty-five man rosters. Uh, and ninety-nine uh, numbers. So. I mean, uh, the Yankees, like, all the single digits are gone, except now all of a sudden they have zero. Um, when are they going to start doing double zero? Uh, they're going to have to at some point. Like, literally people in coming in, because spring training is a little different, because spring training is uh, it's not limited roster sizes. Like, it's pretty much wide open. Like, they got guys in triple digits now because they have to. And it just looks stupid. It just gets to a point where I feel like every team should just be like, all right, you honored the guy. You you do you you retire it for X amount of time and then you unretire it and let it let it play again. And now for something completely different. And just before uh, we move on from the from football, let's uh let's take some early jabs at the league. So do you have any uh any bold predictions of this far out? Here we are in the uh what is it the mid mid April, yeah. still a few months away. I'm gonna say Artie wins the ship. Ooh. He's a dad. He's got now. He's like this is when this shit gets really important, right? When you have a kid, so yeah, Artie's he's gonna, gonna need that diaper money. Yeah, Artie's gonna win the ship. Damn, Artie's dad, dad, you're winning the ship. Book it. Jayla Page said it on April 18th. Never would have believed I would say that, Artie, but 2020 at 3:02 p.m. Dad, Bang. you're winning the ship. Bang. All right, and uh, we just want to do, uh, I think we're going to try to bring them back going forward, but just do a little top three. I'm going to cue this music in in, uh, in post-production, but I did ask Jay, obviously, um, actually, the anniversary was, I don't remember the exact date, but I remember we did it on Good Friday. So we're, uh, how long have we been in? When did we uh, start? Seven years. Seven years. Seven years ago, we became spinning instructors. Um, I'm That's still doing nuts. it. That is it's uh it's crazy it's crazy i remember that like yeah that was a fun day that was a fun day we just went up and chilled on york hill and hung out with a bunch of old ladies who were also going to teach spin and then got, got to look at tammy all day it wasn't it wasn't bad oh dude no oh yeah no it was a fun day it was good friday it was uh it was an eight hour day but it, it wasn't like it wasn't boring like it, it didn't feel like it took forever it was it was definitely a good time seven years ago. But uh, over the years, it's given us plenty of theme songs. Uh, me and Jay obviously had the pleasure a bunch of times to work together, and those were always the best ones because it was like half me doing the work, half him doing the work, and then just yeah, was, you know riding together. 
That was, those were a lot of fun. I'm really glad we got to do those. Yeah, and that was... The, uh, the girls definitely loved it. Oh, yeah. Oh, Didn't yeah. take advantage of that enough while we were there, unfortunately. <laughs> but I wish we did. It was always fun. Well, now we can go down this rabbit hole, but it was it was always a... Like, for me, the the experience of, like, going to Toes on a Saturday night after spinning all week. Oh, you're the spinning it, instructor. Yeah. You're like, all like, like, oh, my God, aren't you the spinning instructor? I'd be like, yeah, nah, I am. What's up? How you doing? Like, we get a big hug and shit, and then I just, like, walk away. And then, like, as I'm walking away, I'm like, oh, damn, that girl was hot. <laughs> yeah. But uh, Oh, all right, I got a question for you before we go into the top three. Yep. I asked Brown this the other night. This is This is a good one for all the boys. And because no one else listens to this podcast, it's fair. <clears throat> this was good because it sent Brown on like sent me and Brown on like a six hour just deep dive of like reliving Quinnipiac and like whatever. So it was a fun time. So I hope it I hope it finds you well. Um, the question was, is if there was one girl at Quinnipiac that you should have banged, hmm. but didn't. Yep. Who would it be? And it's not like a like oh I should have banged Taryn like that was never happening you know what I mean it was like it was like the one person you like should have pulled the trigger on but never did. You mean like pull the trigger on like you should have tried or like pulled the trigger on no like you should you should have but it done just never it. did. Yeah, it like it, like it was it, like looking back you were like wow I can't believe that didn't happen because I just didn't pull the trigger. Hmm. I mean for I think my my answer is a little easier. Um, there's two people and it's only it's always always been two people. Yeah, your um, answer's easy. So you, don't have, you don't even have to incriminate yourself. Definitely. Yeah, I'm not going to gonna incriminate myself just because of where I'm recording, but um, you know how it is. Yeah. So, uh, anyway, yeah. so I'm putting that out there for the yeah. group. So think wow. about that. Have some fun with it. Maybe crack a beer and, and, and fire up the group FaceTime if you're bored like next Friday night or something. So, yeah, 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 yeah. That would be, uh, yeah. So if you listen to this part of the podcast, think about that answer now, because obviously, I'll answer, yeah. I'll answer questions there, but I don't need to, uh, I don't need to have that. <laughs> yeah, think about right it now. now. But don't, don't be shy to fire up that group FaceTime when you're, when you're thinking about it over a beer. So. And at the same time, I want you guys to think about because I always have fun doing this. Like, think about the most random person at Quinnipiac that you can think of, and bring them up. Um, I, I only say this because like uh, nobody's gonna know this guy, but like there was a kid that I, I did my masters with, and I worked on every single project with him, <laughs> and his name came up on my phone the other day while I was looking for somebody else's, and I was like, holy fuck, I literally forgot about this guy. I got one for you. So, what's that? Gio Mio. Oh man. <laughs> Yo, he's still there. He works there. Yeah. Oh my god, Gio Mio. He just never left. Gio Mio. Oh my goodness. Wow. Wow. Oh, who was the Jake Friedberg, the kid that lived next door to me? Jake Friedberg, yeah. Longboard Jake. <laughs> oh, man. Who are the kids? Well, let's have a in memoriam section for the kids that get kicked out freshman year. Um, Durso. Durso. Who was the kid that didn't he used to live with James? Dave Gold. No, not Dave. Oh, Dave Gold, too. But the, the other kid. Oh, Todd. What the fuck was his name? Todd? I feel like no, not Todd. Uh, Artie. I feel like it was a V. It started with a neat V, like Valon or something. He was not there long. He was oh. such a nice kid. I think he was I actually a really good kid. I feel, I feel bad that he got kicked out. I can't remember his name for the life of me. I feel like I know who you're talking about. Oh, just, uh, it'll come to me. I'll ask James because I think he lived with him. Maybe Kerber was always my boy, Alex Kerber. 
the kid that he used to hang out with, uh, Donato. Sam Donato? Sam uh, Dickey? I think, I think Christian. But Sam Dickey. Sam Dickey. He's a good random one. Uh, I love Sam Dickey. He's a good kid. He was a good kid once you got to know him. I feel like just trying to judge him before I knew him, I didn't like him. And then, like, I actually spent some time with him. Nah, like, he, oh, was, he's he was cool. As fuck. He was cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. Who else got kicked out freshman year? I don't remember. Who was in your let's, – let's go real, real deep. Who was in your orientation group? Oh, me and Jimmy were actually talking about this the other day. Um, <laughs> uh, all right, so the question for everyone is, how many people from your orientation group did you end up banging at group? <laughs> well, mine's zero, but what's yours at? Two. Who, all right, you, don't, you can say them if you want, but who was in your orientation group? Let's start with that. Um, who was in, well, I know Amanda Rodriguez was in my orientation group. Uh, Catherine Scotland was in my orientation group. Mm-hmm. Um, Andrew Seamus was in, me and him were boys hey, for a while. The boy. Um, yeah, he was, he was cool. He was, uh, he ended wow, up that, going. that's a random fucking name. Yeah, Seamus. And then he you had Lagus. Remember yeah. those kids? Yeah. Um, who else? We used to get high off them all the time sophomore year. That was fun as fuck. Yeah, they got they hooked us up with mad brownies. Yeah. When that was like a thing. Uh who else? Who else? Gartrell was not in my group, but he was in the same like group on a different week because when we gotcha. had to do that big group meetup. Uh-huh. Oh, that first day meeting Gartrell, I'm we're just gonna tell that story because I, I know everybody in here remembers that. I remember you're walking into the common room and you're like, yo, we got this big black thug in our hall. Like, what the fuck? Hi, I'm Patrick. <laughs> I'm from New York. And you were like, oh my goodness, what the fuck is going I'm on so here? so sure. Especially because I was from Hamden. So, like, I didn't really grow out of Hamden yet at that point. <laughs> so, I was hyped. I'm like, finally, like, it's finally, it's not going to be all white kids. Like, this is fucking dope. I'm going to feel right at home. That guy's about to be my boy. And he's like, hi, I'm Patrick. And I'm like, fuck. <laughs> oh, man. That's fine. Oh, Who's in God. your group? Um, the only one, like in my actual group, the only one to note who actually, I think, made it out was Carissa. Oh, wow. That was, she was in my orientation group, and then that was and a bunch of random kids. But I think those kids just, I think all of them didn't graduate or huh. didn't make it past certain years. Damn, that sucks. Yeah, it was just Carissa. And then, like, Trotta was in, like, the big group, so, like, I met her. We did the uh, we did the sleeping giant hike with everyone from who was in that orientation group throughout the summer. And oh yeah, yep. Trotta, Maria, they were all on it. I don't think Maria was in the group, but she just went because she was oh, roommates. Oh Maria! So that was like my first uh, interaction. But that was also a uh, big G. So it was just like climbing a mountain was not my most attractive Jeez. day of my life. Snacks G. Super snacks G. Jeez. Damn. Yeah. Um. Fuck man, yeah, I can I can reminisce for hours. Uh, yeah, that's actually where I'm at. I don't know some random name that, but that there was a girl, um, Marissa. She didn't last long, but um, I met her at orientation, and she was all weird for me. And then uh, she just Damn. disappeared off the face of the earth. Damn, she was nice though. I, I only mention her name for Greg because Greg brings her up to me like every time I see him. He's like, dude, that that was the one. I was like, dude, he, she was there for like three months. Yeah, Greg, remember Ali? Remember Ali Bona? Oh man, bona fide. Greg Payne in that girl. The stories, man. He was so nervous with her all the time. I've never seen Greg so nervous. <laughs> what is that? We wanted real chicken. Popeye's bona fide chicken. 
Road trip, yeah. Fresh, marinated in Louisiana seasonings and hand battered. Now get three pieces of strips and a biscuit for two ninety nine. When it's bona fide, it's Popeyes. I talked. To, I actually think I talked about it a couple weeks ago with um, like with my dad and his girlfriend, and it was like. Uh, you know, they did do like the full circle thing at Quinnipiac. So like the first weekend we get there, the first couple of days, like we had that fake graduation outside and then the real, obviously the real graduation four years later, but like that fake graduation, I don't know if you remember that day, but it was fucking hot as fuck. Hot as shit. In the black robe. Like, yep. Oh man. Me and Miyagi lived with Sean Dunning for three months. Oh, he was in my orientation. Oh no. He was my orientation roommate. Oh man. Sean Dunning. Yep. I should have got actually. Now I'm thinking about. It, I should have got kicked out of orientation because me and Blake smoked under the common commons bridge during our orientation. Blake. Oh, Blake was in my orientation group. <laughs> oh so yeah, that's, so that's why we had such. Oh, a we great were there time. the same weekend then. Yeah. Oh wow. man, Blake was Blake was in my group. Yeah. Wow. That's funny. I, I now that you said that, maybe I he met was you like then. Super. Yeah, maybe he was I just like you. so out there. Yeah, Blake's a Blake's an interesting dude. He's such a nice kid, but he's like uh, he's he's interesting. I don't know. I can't explain it. Remember when we ran into him at that bar in Milford? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm not gonna lie, but but today's my birthday. Yeah, that no, that was that night. Yeah, yeah. Fuck. We went to that bar in Milford. Surprise birthday for G Payne. So and funny we because like we, Blake I, I, I bought Apple Ciroc that day because you you finished that test and you passed it, and then G Payne showed up out of nowhere and he's just like, "It's my birthday," and then we just we're cracked like it open balling. and got wasted. That was fun. Damn. Those were, whew, what a time! Um, what a time! Got to make those happen again once this uh, once this COVID oh shit yeah. ends, because it's uh, oh yeah, you really don't get these nights back. No nights left unturned going forward. Yeah, that's, that's uh, it is. Got that, it. that that hits differently these days. Yeah, it's just now, especially because we've been inside so long, man. It's like you realize, like, why? Yeah, why? Like, don't get me wrong. I, when I have the option, I, I love the like just be like nah I'm not in the mood tonight but I feel like when I get out of it it's just gonna be like yeah. why I'll sleep tomorrow yeah I mean you do need it every now and then I'm not I'm gonna be the first one to not pretend like I'm definitely not gonna go out like four nights in a row yeah, or whatever like you, you you do need those nights but when, when the opportunity presents itself I feel like we just really gotta capitalize on that shit going forward now it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting it's gonna be an interesting world when we're all kind of for lack of a better word yeah. set free um, and before I set you free, I do want to. I don't even know how we got to that point, but uh, I do want to do the top three sing, spinning songs. And, oh uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, we we started there, and then we actually, I, I like where it went, but it's uh, just because uh, let's just get that in there real quick. So number three uh, okay. for you. Um, so I actually have a, a tie at three. Mm. Um, uh, cause I, I just couldn't decide. It was Escape by I believe it's Blau. Yeah, That's it how you say it. Three Blau.
sounds cooler. Um, and uh, Cheap Thrills by Sia. That one always bumped. So that's a tie for three. Baby, I don't Didn't we see Blau in um, Cancun? Yeah, in Cancun. Cancun. Yeah, Cancun. Cancun. Oh, man. I, I'm so happy all of us went to Cancun. It was such a nice trip to have all yeah, the boys there yeah, for it. Oh, oh, so this is, a good, this is a good side note, too. And Brown thought it was funny, so at least he'll, he'll appreciate it this time around. He was like, yo, yeah, these kids, they're in their senior year of college. Like, obviously, we would have went on the spring break trip. I was like, Brown, you didn't go on a spring break trip. And we went, and we could have gone. So what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> so he thought that was funny. I thought it was hilarious. but It is funny. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, we did see Blau. We did see Blau. Blau. Daddy-os. At Daddy-os. Oh man, I've never seen this much money in my life. I got you guys. Disappears for an hour and just disappears talks. for an hour. Gave him fifteen bucks and he like came back and we were laded, laded so quick. Oh man, what a night. Um, all right, so that was number three for you. Number three for me is a. Uh, see, I got I, I, the problem is I've since I've been doing this so long and the only thing there's, so there's some songs that just have remained constant and that's going to be yeah. a theme here kind of remain constant through the seven years but um, I'm going to say number three for me was one of my favorite ones to do is especially towards the end senior year like I, I felt like I bumped it all off hold on was, can I guess because I've actually guessed your top three and I ooh, I don't know I don't know if you're going to I don't know if you're going to get this one spot on I'll be surprised uh, Troublemaker by Ollie Mers you're a troublemaker you're a troublemaker no it wasn't it uh, but it, it's, and Troublemaker is might have been number two, but it, it's probably not gonna make this list just because I'm sick of it at this point. Yeah. But um, for me, number three is Don't Look Down by Usher. Oh, that's a good one. Because it got yeah, to yeah. a point senior yep. year where it's just like it was just the mood. Like I, I'm not to yeah. like get too sentimental, but literally I'm, I have a video like pre- finishing my last test senior year of um, yep. like a psych class. It was an online test, and I like played a song while I was submitting, it and it was Don't Look Down. So I felt like that oh, song, shit, especially yeah. for spinning, just yeah. kind of uh, set the tone for the semester. For Don't look Is number three, Jay. Let's kick it back to you. Number two, and then I have my guess for your number two as well, because obviously okay. I had to try and guess yours. Uh, number two. Oh, shit. Can I guess yours num- then? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shit. Go ahead. Hold on, hold on. Let me just actually look this up because yep. I, I forgot what the. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. Go ahead. Guess my number two. Oh shit. Uh, is it get up. Get up. No, that was a good. That's a good runner. And then uh, or my other guess would have been. Uh, oh, what's that song you sprint to all the time? Reload. Yep. Oh, oh no! That's another good one. No, um, that's a good one. But no, it's a "I Will Never Let You Down" rehab remix by Rita Ora. When you're feeling lonely, I'll be what you're dreaming of. Oh, oh, I will never let you down.
my guess for your number two. Yeah. King, years and years. <sighs> yeah, I'm going to take that one. I'm going to give you that one. Because I, I was trying to think of, like, what was a staple and besides Bang. Troublemaker. And uh, just uh, that song was I, – I still play it now. Well, that, the song's a banger. That was that one takes me back to senior week every time we hear it. King kind of – so that's actually a good segue because Troublemaker didn't make the list because it kind of segued to something else. So I still use that workout, but I use it to burn by Usher because it just kind of makes sense. It's like, got to let it burn. And obviously when you're doing that part of the workout, it just burns. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. And then uh, – King kind of transformed to another song by them, which is All For You. It's some type of remix. It's a, I'll, I'll play both of them in this, but it's uh, yeah. they're fire. And I use them pretty much for, you know, pretty much the start of every class. But yeah, King's perfect for that one. That's to feel another high, I've got to keep it down tonight. It's a, good, it's a good climb song, too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we can tell that story real quick, too. We saw... Who was... Was it... Ben was definitely there, because Ben makes a joke all the time, unless he just likes a joke. Yeah, we were at a Venus. Yeah, we were at a Venus, and then we were... Joe was, like, showing us his playlist and, like, going through every single song, and, like, we weren't listening because we were doing other activities. <laughs> and, uh, and, like, every, like, five minutes, he'd be like, oh, this is a good climb song. Do you hear it? Do you hear it? Like, and, oh. and then me and you would be like, nah, this is beat. And then ben <laughs> like, just yeah, be man, like, definitely. And just like, Ben's no. like, yo, that's a good climb song. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Great climb song. All right, number one for you. Hmm. Number one. Number one for you. I don't know if you'll actually get this oh, one because this, I... like this was like a grad school one. Um, oh, I actually, I no, it's not. Ones. I'm sorry. I can't, I no, can't it's not. It's, it's, it's a regular one. Hold on. Hold on. Name of that song used to play it back to back with another one, yeah. All the time. Uh, you're not gonna get it, but I know what song you're thinking of, too. Uh, it's the Kid Cuddy song. What song is that? Oh, no, that, that don't even guess that one, please. Oh, but you rocked that song, yeah. That's not the answer. Uh, what was the name oh. of that though? Just because this is uh, the, I found it the Rita Ora one. Oh, this song's fire. Yeah, that, one, that song bumps. I'm not gonna lie, I'm cheating a little bit, but I don't think any of these are yours that you're gonna say. Alright. Um, Take your pick. Oh. It's not oh, hey a, baby. That's a good one, but no. Yeah, well, it's your playlist. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually the best of J and Jewel 2016 Riot Freaks. Dun, 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 dun. No, that one, that song bumps um hold on let me see if i can i'll get a playlist that's on so you can really try to guess or if you want to just guess can't think of it oh all right you ready for me to just tell you not play it shit i want to be upset you're gonna be upset trust me oh what the fuck there no one's listening at this point we have like two listeners right now maybe they're all listening no J&G 45 Get up Call you yeah, home I used to bump that one too 
Now we need somebody to lean on. I can't find it. If I just probably typed it in by now, I could have found it. <laughs> Half the fun is like looking through and trying to find it, though, right? Yeah. Oh, Lean On by Major Laser is also a nice runner up. Man, this is this is getting me dark here. Alright, I'm just gonna search it. Here we go. Oh man. Cash Cash was fire. They had a lot of bangers back in the day. Yeah, I remember. Uh, I used to like for jumps be like Untouchable and uh, Surrender. Take me home. It's like Take Me Home. Yeah, I think the Take Me Home is actually where it all started. That was where it all started. Damn. Take me home. And then uh, number one for me. I'm not <laughs> guessing. I'm just gonna let you roll it out. <laughs> yeah, because it's it's the easiest one ever. I'm just gonna play the song. Um, just let it ride. Play the whole I, song. And I will say one thing. Um, it's been on my playlist since one one not one one but one twenty fourteen, and I, I still play it to this day. So we're going on six years strong. Um, yeah, here it is. First time I saw you, I knew right away. Made up my mind you would be mine someday. You know I need you, so don't turn away. Cause at the end of the day, I'll be alright Still I'm praying that you change your mind I'll be okay Cause you'll come around eventually Hey, hey, hey When I love someone, I'm coming
doing the guitar thing too, so you better hurry that thing up. Um so I'm gonna put it in after. Um Alright, well Jay, I wanna thank you uh so much for taking the time to do this. It was fun. We made it through and uh so I'm gonna do what I always do at the end. I'm gonna the floor is yours, say what you wanna say. Uh speak to the people and then uh, I'll send this home. Uh yeah, I think it was just a good idea that you started doing this. Let's have some fun. Let's uh let's all get through this quarantine and you know, get back after it. Get back. Uh, I'm just glad that we're all young, we're all healthy, we're all fortunate that we're uh probably not gonna be directly impacted by this personally, uh as in your health. I think we'll all know somebody who does, unfortunately. But let's get back to it. Let's uh you know, let's not take for granted what we did. Let's uh let's have some fun and let's uh I feel like we're rolling into the next phase of our lives, huh? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, this is definitely the wake-up call I feel like I needed, and uh, I'm sure for other people, they might feel the same way. But uh, yeah. let's just in- enjoy it. Yeah, um, that's it. Thank- thanks again for uh, taking the time to be with us. Um, so, guys, this is this is Inside the 465. I have a... Uh, so, just to give you a little... Uh, by the time you hear this, is this is gonna be Monday's episode? So this is Monday. I'm trying to I'm trying to get a bunch of you to record this weekend, honestly. So I'm, I'm got another one lined up tomorrow. I'll probably nice. go out Wednesday. I'm gonna try to talk to everybody before, because uh, I don't know how long this is gonna last. But at the same time, and I mean that both ways, uh, negatively and positively. Um, there are some signs that it could end quicker than I think, and there are some signs that we just don't know. So, but I do definitely want to talk to everyone before this is done. Try to get everybody in. So the more the more we do, and I have nothing but time right now. So the more we do, the more we can get out, and uh, they don't need to go out right away, but we can always uh, spread it out a little bit for your consuming pleasure. So this is Inside the 465, and this podcast ends on really six words, but three words and three words only. Love you guys. Shut up, Greg. That's tomorrow, and that is it for us today. Okay, I don't know. Whatever it is, it's not right on a teleprompter. I don't know what that is. I've never seen that. No, there it is. We are going to do Sting, yeah. Okay, but... Okay. Yeah, I can't read it. There's no, there's no words on it. Okay. Ready? Sure. There's no words there to play us out. What does that mean? To play us out. It's, it's Sting is going to do. It's a video. Sting video. Okay. What is for credits? I don't know what that means to play us out. What does that mean? To end the show? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Go. Go. In five, four, three. That's tomorrow, and that is it. Again, five, four, three. That's tomorrow, and that is it for us today. And we will leave you with a... I can't do it. We'll do it live. Okay. We'll do it live. Fuck it. Do it live. I'll write it, and we'll do it live. Fucking thing sucks. In five, four, three.